into it this evening after Leeds United lost their unbeaten run against an old four in Gary Monk. Tonight again I'm joined by my regular guest Tom Mordy. We're here to dissect what happened against Birmingham and also look ahead to what may happen tomorrow night against Sheffield Wednesday. I know we've notoriously been quite poor in recent years at Sheffield Wednesday so there's plenty to talk about. So all that leaves me now is to welcome my regular guest Tom Mordy. How are you doing? Good mate. All good. Good. Maybe not so good after the defeat to Birmingham. Would you say before we go into it properly, it was it was coming or was it out of the blue for you? I, I wouldn't say it was out of the blue. You know, there were little signs against Middlesbrough that we weren't going to have it all our own way. Um, we we fought back against Millwall terrifically, uh, and then bounced back against Preston with that terrific three 0 win. But um, yeah, we we certainly didn't have it all our own way, and losing was a bit of a shock to the system. It was a, a feeling I wasn't used to. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't nice. Don't want to feel that again. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you look at the the game overall, it, the goals themselves were, were fairly poor. Um, and from the moment they went two 0 up, never mind one up, they they sort of had a, a set tactic, didn't they? They 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 want, wanted to frustrate Leeds, stop them getting chances, time wasting at every opportunity. I would say uh, there was one moment in the game where Gary Gardner was limping off the pitch, and then as he was called back on, he was sprinting back on. So I think I think their intentions were quite clear after going two 0 down. What did you make of? Obviously, it wasn't a great start. Went behind quite quickly. What did you make of the first goal? Did I've seen a lot of people sort of blame the goalkeeper. I think to his defence it is a scuffed effort but at the same time is it a is it a shot that he should be serving? Yeah, look, I think I think there's no doubt Peacock Farrell's at fault for that first goal, you know. He's nowhere near the ball when it goes in. It, you watch it back and it's just it's a sort of weird goal to concede, isn't it? It just sort of it, it's just a bit of a, a nothing effort on goal. It just sort of flies past him without uh, the player sort of um, immediately realizing what's happened. Um it's a bit of a shame, you know. I, I think the, the young lad is a, is a terrific prospect, a, a terrific talent. He's uh, he, he's excellent at commanding his box. He's vocal. He's loud. He's good under crosses. We saw that at Millwall. You know, he claimed a lot of high balls. And having had uh, watching Felix Viedvald all of last season, you know, that's an absolute joy to behold. But is is there a weakness there from long range? We saw Tom Lawrence's uh, free kick at Derby fly through straight through his hands. All right, that was hit with a lot of power and it swerved, but it did go straight through him. We saw Ollie McBurney his first goal for Swansea sort of slipped through his palms again when you, you feel he had to have sort of stronger wrists and, and uh, turned that around the post and then and then you know the two on Saturday you've got to feel you know he's got to do better with them the Adams one obviously it fools him and the second one it's, it's difficult to sort of really pin it on him but it, it does creep it sort of trickles and creeps inside the, inside the far post doesn't it but um you know, he's had some cracking games for Leeds United. He's, he's a great sh- shot stopper at close range. And I think it'd be wrong to go overboard at, at this point. And um, removing him from the team, for my, for my uh, opinion, would be uh, would damage his confidence quite significantly, I think. And, you know, he's worth sticking with for the time being. We've clearly got a talent in our hands. And, you know, he'll only learn from those sort of mistakes. And uh, hopefully he can uh, keep that out of his game from now on. Yeah, hopefully you can. And I, I know with with goalkeepers, sort of mistakes get magnified, don't they? Because it can often lead to well, it usually when they keep makes a mistake, to the team scores, don't they? So um, I th- the thing for me when we went one nil down, we, we I think we saw a reaction, but we, we were very sloppy in our play and very much played into the hands of Birmingham. We like I said, went came here with a, with a game plan. 
they stuck to it they frustrated Leeds and then out of nowhere well not out of nowhere but they, they then go and get a second which again isn't it's not the cleanest strike from Shea Adams but it's 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 to save the keeper again when off, off the post and all of a sudden Leeds fans are expected to win expected to come to the game and, and, and win 4-5-0 which seems to be the, the sort of mindset we're, we're having lately but all of a sudden uh, a shock and they were 2-0 being down 2-0 and, and it felt very much like to me like the Preston uh, cup, cup defeat Preston sort of counter-attacked when they could and got themselves two goals in the first half and it it did feel like that and it, it felt like uh, Gary Monk's um, game plan was very similar to Alex Neal's in that sense that they, they knew how to frustrate the crowd knew how to frustrate the players and whether or not they they took a gamble by by time waste and hoping the referee didn't do out, but it worked, didn't it? And I think we'll see a lot of teams this season who, who if they're in the same position, are probably going to do the same thing, aren't they? Look, I, I think sadly that's sort of part and parcel with the success you have. Um, Leeds have been tough to beat Ellen Road, been blowing teams off the park. Why why would Birmingham? Like, I've seen a lot of criticism of their tactics. All right, it wasn't pretty to watch, and it was certainly frustrating to watch. But why on earth would Birmingham City come to Leeds United and throw everything forward? It's just ridiculous every team that have played football against us we've absolutely swept swept off the park you know we went to Derby they desperately tried to play all round us we blew them away 4-1 Norwich were the same you know they tried to sort of impose their attacking ideas on us we absolutely took them to the cleaners and you know it's kind of showing that frustrating leads especially at home is, is the way to go um and I think if our form continues and we sort of keep our run up, that's what it's going to be at Ellen Road. The sort of teams scrapping down there at the bottoms, the Prestons, the Birminghams, the teams that will fight for any point, will be more than happy to come and sit 10 men behind the ball. And conceding that first goal was always going to be brutal. You know, Birmingham have got an excellent defensive record. They, they, they weren't going to let up at all. Um, and until referees start clamping down on, on the time wasting, then why wouldn't it's a rule to be abused, isn't it? It's there mm, for the taking. And as a Leeds fan, I'd want exactly the same. You know, if we were going into the final few weeks of the season, we took we took a one nil lead at a rival or whatever. If that's there, I want I want to see us doing exactly the same. You know, you take advantage of the situation and and you work it. And um, sadly, un- until there's a until there's a clamp down, more yellow cards issued. You know then that, that's what's going to happen. Frustrating to watch, infuriating to watch, but I think that's part and parcel of being with the territory. It Wolves must have had it loads last season where teams just came to frustrate rather than to play. And it, sadly, it proved rather effective tactic and we're going to have to find a way around it. We are indeed, and in, in sticking to the, the theme of frustration, one player that I personally would say frustrated me, despite the fact he scored our goal, was, was Alioski. Uh, he didn't have a great game. Didn't seem to impact the game too much. Was was sloppy in his possession, and for some reason he keeps getting caught offside. And you said I've heard before, and it's the stat we we'll, we'll stick to tonight that he's the most offside player so far in, in the league, isn't he? He is, and he, he. I mean, we talk about that word frustrating. He is a frustrating player. Um, I look, first of all, there's no doubting his defensive work. You know, he's, he puts in a lot of effort. He, he works hard in, in his sort of third of the in the final uh, the defensive third of the pitch. He he gets back. He makes tackles. He tracks. He helps his full back out. And uh, you know he's got to be commended for that sort of effort uh, going backwards. But you know going forward, you you just feel like he could be so much better. We've seen him score plenty of goals. We've seen him provide excellent crosses for assists. But it seems to me like he's either great or fantastic. And you can sort of tell in uh, sort of tell in the first twenty minutes which one of those he's he's going to be. It doesn't seem like it's against any 
sort of style of opposition. It, it, just, it just just the sort of the way the wind blows. He he, he can turn up. He can he, you know he can deliver some fantastic balls in, and uh, he can have his shooting boots on. But for me, you know, he's had a couple of tricky weeks going forward, and uh, yeah, I think I think Bielsa might have a look at that one, especially when we have got players back and fit. Yeah, and obviously another player in in, in his position or. In his situation, is obviously Jack Harrison. Uh, Harrison, when he first came to the team, was was sort of a slow burner. Obviously, got the the equaliser at Millwall, got us a point there. Obviously, confidence after that is high. Puts in a great performance against Preston. What did you make of him against Birmingham? And, and are they both looking over their shoulders? Do you think when when obviously Pablo returns? Because we know how important Pablo is to the team, and naturally, you would think when Pablo is is fit and if they continue the their respective form that he would get into the team. Do you think they're both now looking over the shoulder and thinking, I need to step it up? Yeah, I think Harrison will be the first to admit that his performance on Saturday wasn't how he'd have wanted to back up Tuesday. Uh, he was terrific against Preston, wasn't he? You know, he sort of ran that flank, you know, ran his socks off and he, he provided an excellent outlet for Leeds on, on that side of the field. Um, you know, he obviously scored that goal against Millwall, which is looked to give him a lot of confidence. He was sort of a little bit anonymous at the den before that point. Um, and then, and then sort of unfortunately reverted to that sort of type on Saturday. He struggled to impose himself on the game. He's quite a tricky direct, direct player. You know, he likes to get the ball at his feet, do stuff with it. And these will be looking for him to create a bit more, I think, to, to get, to get on the ball and to influence the game a bit more. We've seen in the MLS sort of how dangerous he can be. And I think, um, yeah, I think you're right. He will be looking over his shoulder because let's be honest, Hernandez is going to come back into the team. There's absolutely no question about that. Yeah, 100%. And obviously, we don't want to suddenly go on, on a bad spell of form. And I know Bielsa has come out in his press conference this week and said it's pretty much what well, will be an unchanged team unless they get injuries. Um, and sort of, he, he, the thing that interests me the most after the Birmingham game was he, he, he deflected again from any criticism of his own players and took the responsibility himself, didn't he, about the decisions he made and why they were wrong and why his decisions led to us losing. It's, it's a very, sort of very interesting uh, mentality from Bielsa, isn't it, compared to previous managers who, who may have singled out players. How much, how much confidence do you think players will take from the fact that they're not getting singled out and, and they're Bielsa is sort of soaking up any any criticism. It's interesting to look at, isn't it? I mean, you sort of take the Man United situation at the moment, and Jose Mourinho's you know tactical questioning players in public. He comes out, he criticises, he deflects from results by creating media storms around him. Bielsa is exactly the opposite. You know, he um, he. he he, ta- he drags all criticism onto himself. He refused to blame the players, and it's it's quite noble of him, isn't it? But at the end of the day, you know, you you draw the line and you say, look, he's taken Calvin Phillips off twice in the first half an hour of the match, and whilst he might have got his tactics wrong, you have to sort of think, well, why why didn't Phillips perhaps switch switch into the back three he wanted to start with in the first place? And um, yeah, look, I think it's um, I think it's good. Obviously, you don't. I personally don't want to see players singled out for criticism. I think that's something to be kept within the dressing room. I think the players can be told in private if he's unhappy with their performances. And I like the fact the managers there to you know to stand up and be counted. We've seen plenty of Leeds managers not do that before. Look at what Neil Warnock did to Tom Lees. You know, a player will come again up against tomorrow night who's turned into a terrific centre half after our former manager threw him under the bus in public. So it's great to see. 
Bielsa's approach with sort of young players and you know Howard Phillips sort of 22 years old the last thing he needs is to be singled out in, in public having been dragged off half an hour into a game so I like that from our manager but how many, how many more times can he do that you know if he decides to change it again after half an hour you know just to sort of question uh, the performance of the individual players then it's you know, it's a tricky one isn't it it's an inter- it'd be an interesting point what happens next time we lose yeah and obviously Liam Cooper came out and said um, don't expect us to go on a bad run of results Alioski as well in fact came out uh, the last few days saying it's different to how it was under Christensen he even alluded to the fact that the start under Christensen was was quite fortuitous whereas this time it's it's serious do, do, despite our first loss do you still feel confident that we can we can go and walk over teams again and, and get straight back to winning ways well look I like the mentality I like the fact that the players are coming out and saying it won't, it won't affect them that's the sort of response we need but it was an element of fortuitousness last year I don't know we had more points than we did this time last year um Look, our squad, whether we'll get whether we'll start rolling teams over again, I think that depends a lot on when we get players back. I think the the loss of Roof has been significant. I know Roberts was excellent against Preston, but he was very quiet against Millwall. Uh, missed a couple of good chances. More quiet against Birmingham than he was against Preston. You know, he sort of struggled to fashion, or the team struggled to fashion anything for him. And the loss of Hernandez has been absolutely critical. And you know, we're sort of looking at Blackburn before he can return. And I, you know, Leeds have to avoid defeat tomorrow night to start those questions rolling, doesn't it? Otherwise, the sort of mentality of last year can start flooding back in. This is a difficult league. Games are going to be lost. Um, that's inevitable. Just look at the look at the points gaps between the sides. It's it's so tight. You know, there's four points separating the top half of the table. Um, so there are going to be more games lost than last year, I think, for the Championship leaders. That that is inevitable. But what's important is to make sure we don't get on a roll of defeats, and it doesn't affect us because. Obviously, we got into that losing mindset and mentality last year, and hopefully that we can pick ourselves up tomorrow night. Yeah, certainly so. And you, you've touched on there that it, it's beginning to get tight at the top, isn't it? There's a bunch of teams now where I think even if you go as far as down as maybe Blackburn, they're only four points uh, off us as well, and they, they picked up a fantastic result against Stoke. So there's so many teams already up there who you think, do you know what, if, if they, they can keep a bit of momentum going and, and we suddenly slip like we did against Birmingham, all of a sudden we could be fifth or sixth, couldn't we? So it is very important that we can get back to winning ways and... Soldier on, but obviously tomorrow, how how big of a game is that? In in reality, it's another game, another Friday night game on on TV against Sheffield Wednesday. Hopefully, it doesn't quite go like the last one <laughs> on a Friday night where Chris Kirkland was uh, unfortunately pushed over on the pitch. Um, Sheffield Wednesday themselves wasn't the best to start to the season for them. Obviously, they had uh, a summer of. I would say obviously a lack of transfer activity because they were under an embargo. I think that got sorted out, but. They they come off the back of a, a very good victory at Villa Park, don't they? A three two win there. Um, was it three two or two two one? Two one. Yeah, two, two one. one. Sorry, yeah. Um, so they they must be sky high after that victory, and obviously they always seem to turn up at Hillsborough against us. Do you think we we will go and uh, play like anything like we have done in the last few seasons? We've obviously had the was it six nil defeat. We <laughs> we got battered three nil last season there. I think. Do you think? Do you think we'll go there with a very much a different approach and mentality? This is a tough game. Let's not be around the bush here. You know, Wednesday are a, 
a side who are well capable of making the top six, in my opinion. They sort of slipped under the radar this summer because of the embargo you mentioned. Difficult start. You know, they they uh, lost two and drew one of the first three. But that, let's not forget, this is a side packed with quality. Um, whilst they couldn't sign any players, they sort of loaded their squad so highly before that they're absolutely packed with, 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 with real real talents running throughout the squad. You only have to look, sort of Barry Bannon in midfield, he's a player I sort of really admire. Okay, we had him, it didn't quite happen for him when he was on loan at Ellen Road, but you know, I've seen some passing stats for him in the championship and he's the man who gets the ball at his feet the most and um, and gets gets play ticking for Wednesday. He's got the most passes, most successful passes in the championship. Everything will go through him. He, you know, we've got to try and stop him. They've got a bit of Forestieri. He's obviously a, a class act, isn't he? If, he, if he's uh, on his game and he fancies it. Uh, the lad who scored twice knew who at Ellen Road last year. He was a, he was an absolute unit to handle. The Portuguese striker, Lucas Xiao. He's got a couple of goals in him, three so far this season. Stephen Fletcher's back on for me. He's got two in his last two games. Um, this isn't a bad Wednesday side by any stretch of the imagination. They might not have been mentioned in the running. And Hillsborough will be up for this. It's a Friday night. Um they're 10th in the table. They've got 14 points. They can move within one point of us if they, if they, uh, if they win here. And like you say, it's a place we've had real ups and downs there, haven't we, in the last few years? Obviously, yeah. there's the, we got battered there last year, completely outclassed 3 0. Uh, Gary Hooper got two. So probably, probably fortunate he's, he's injured. He seems to fancy a goal against us. He got two against us uh, in 2016 as well. But then again, we've had a couple of wins there as well. We went there. Uh, Gary Monk were in a bit of poor form and won 2 0, didn't we? That was uh, Heidi Sacco's best ever game for Leeds United where he. Absolutely flew down the wing and took apart Daniel Pudil. That was a that was a memorable one. And then we we also won there with a with a rare Steve Morrison goaler. Seem to remember as well. So a bit of a mixed bag. Let's not remember the six nil. That's one uh, I've deleted long from memory and don't really want to revisit for anyone who was there that day. That was a pretty horrific experience. But yeah, look. It's going to be a bigger way end. It should be a decent home end. It's going to be bouncing. It's a Friday night game. I think the atmosphere should be pretty decent. And the players have got to be up for this because you can guarantee the Wednesday players will. And I think this could be a cracker. Yeah, I think it's going to be a cracking game as well, to be honest. I think they will, obviously being the home team and on the back of a good win, they'll they'll be up for it uh, in, in a, an attacking sense. And obviously... Our plan A doesn't shift to a plan B, does it? We just we just play attacking football, and if we lose, we lose. So it's 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 got the makings for uh, the Leeds fans, the Sheffield Wednesday fans, and also the neutral fans of, of a really good game. And Bielsa has sort of touched on the fact that it'll be an unchanged team. He 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 doesn't seem to have any qualms with sort of making that known in the press. Um, is there anybody that, if you were the manager, you would you would think about swapping? Obviously, you know we've we've had some injuries and whatever. Is there anybody you would potentially sort of take out the limelight and, and let somebody else have a go after the defeat of Birmingham? I'm not really sure what he can do with the injuries. I'm not really sure where he can make his changes. He can't make them up front. Um, I thought Stuart Dallas did well when he came on, but does he really start over Alioski? Um, I personally think Dallas is, has more impact sort of off the bench if you know you need a bit more directness and someone to get the ball in the mix. I think it'll be interesting what formation he goes with, though. Bielsa's talked about playing with a three at the back to match up against two strikers, and that, I think, is how Wednesday will play. They played with a three at the back against Villa in that win, uh, Lise, Hector and Poodle. Uh, and that meant two up front in Fletcher and Matthias. So I think um, 
you know, Leeds are going to have to look at that and they're going to have to see whether Phillips does drop in as that third centre half and we, we, we play that way. That's kind of how he, what he did at Millwall. He dropped him in to match up, um, Morrison and Gregory, didn't he? Um, and that, that seems to be his philosophy when we do come up against a front two to sort of, sort of balance out the numbers back there. So I, I'm, I don't think there'll be any changes in personnel. Obviously he's already said that and I, I kind of tended to agree with that, but I do wonder if we'll see a slight tweak in formation. I wonder if we'll see a different system. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Philip starting as a real sort of deep liar uh, early on on uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, definitely. Um, one player, obviously, we've sort of, I think any fans have to take more of an interest in is, is obviously Tyler Roberts having to deputise for Kamar Roof. The player of the month last month had a cracking start to the season. What have you made so far of Tyler Roberts? Obviously, he got his, he got his two goals against Preston at Lob, which was fantastic, and a good header as well. Do you think he's he's settling him more to the team? Do you think he was he's another player who's potentially got to look over his shoulder with Roof hopefully coming back soon, or do you think he's done enough to sort of go on the big else approach and say, you've been playing so you keep playing? No, look, I think Roof will definitely come back in when he's fit, and rightly so. Roof was our sort of star man in that first month, wasn't he? Uh, along with Hernandez and Saiz. Um it's difficult for Tyler, isn't it? You know, he's he's come into a side obviously full of confidence and winning, but a couple of tricky games. Uh, Millwall's obviously not the best place to go and make your league debut. Missed a couple of chances there. Uh, I thought he was a bit unlucky, really. Uh, a couple of the chances he he really worked himself. You know, he got he got on the outside of the defender and perhaps surprised to be in that position and could have done better with that chance. And a, and again another little flicked header which he sh- definitely should have done better with, but it sort of surprised it came through to him. Then he was excellent against Preston. You know, he took his chances well. Nice little cushioned header, excellent lobbed finish, sort of a variety of finishing that you, you want to see in any striker's game, really like that, and then found it more difficult against Birmingham. But, you know, one striker up against sort of a, a flat-back four who didn't venture much out of their own half, and a midfield who sort of sat very deep as well. Very difficult for him to sort of find any space in behind, and for our midfielders to find any space for the ball to thread him through. He was at two absolute units at centre-half in Harley Dean and Michael Morrison. Two experienced championship professionals. They've uh, had many more experienced striker than Tyler Roberts in their back pockets for 90 minutes yeah, over the course of their careers. And I think it's been a bit of a baptism of fire. You forget how young he is. The lad's 19. Let's be honest. Like that, you know, seriously young for a striker. And I think Bielsa would have wanted blood in more with sort of 20 minutes here and there. He's clearly got talent. I just don't think he's quite ready for a starting spot. And I, I don't think that's anything to be critical of or be ashamed of. I think he's a useful bench option and I watched him for Wales coming off the bench against Republic of Ireland he, he looked a bright spark there um, uh, clearly you know Giggs rates him well enough to pop, pop him in the international setup as well and I think he's a, a player who's going to give us a lot of value and um, yeah look we'll see how he goes tomorrow night but for me Ruth walked straight back into that too Given the um, sort of well-documented fact that Bielsa had the players sort of running till they were till they were almost dead in training, have you seen any signs of fatigue yet from 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 what Bielsa is and how how Bielsa has had a setup? Obviously, uh, the people I've spoken to sort of outside of Leeds have, have often said the, the question around Bielsa's teams are that they they can burn out and obviously the championship is 46 games long. You I mean you look at 
the game tomorrow against Sheffield Wednesday and it goes straight to Tuesday against Hull and straight to Brentford on Saturday. Have you seen any sort of signs that a few players uh, are starting to look a bit more sluggish? I know it's obviously still early days, but have you have you seen any signs of that yet? No, not really, not in my opinion. I think Millwall was evident of our fitness. You know, we kept going and going and got that late equaliser, which we, you know, duly deserved. Um, and we kept going. Alioski scored late on. You know, we kept pounding the door down. We had to be patient. That was another test of the fitness levels, and that was three games in the week. I hope they've had a sort of good rest up this week, though. Sort of reading a few comments from Alioski about the first defeat, and Bielsa has been working them even harder in training. It's difficult, however fit you are, to back up sort of three games in a week. That. Mm. And especially with such a small squad, and if he is intent on not resting players and keep it, you know, sticking with that same the same team, sticking with the same the same first eleven, then I think fatigue will inevitably kick in at some point, and that will be the the, the point where uh, we do have to look, I think, and give it giving others more game time. We've not seen Lewis Baker start a match yet. Um, Obviously, we talked about Dallas. He's a he's an option in there. Uh, Forshaw's a, an interesting one. You know, widely quoted as the best player in preseason. Mm. He's now back from injury, fully fit, and I, I I'm slightly surprised maybe he wasn't given a go on Friday night. Leeds look like they needed a little more control in midfield. I, I think at some point he'll he might slot slot into that side. So there is options. Hernandez will return. Berardi will return. Roof will return. But we do need to avoid injuries in, in this league. We need a bit of luck on that front. Um, we plan. Obviously, we went into the season with with that small squad, and that's relying on not having the injuries we've had so far. We have had a few. All three centre halves have missed games: Cooper, Janssen, Berardi. Hernandez obviously been out for this month. We've lost Bamford. We've lost Roof, and um, you know that's 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 slightly shown, I think, in 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 a couple of the games recently. So a bit more luck on the injury front, and I think we'll be all right. But it is a tough league to get through in that sense, and that will require a lot of luck to get through unscathed. It's very a very tough league, and obviously I don't think luck was on our side last season with the amount of suspensions and injuries. And obviously we, we just mentioned him briefly then, Adam Forshaw, who Marcelo Bielsa seems to have claimed that he, he's probably the best player in the team and he got a, a, a sort of late introduction on Saturday against Birmingham Did, I, I feel personally that he will slowly be be, be sort of uh, put into the side as we go on do, do you think he'll, he he might become very much a pivotal role especially if Bielsa does does believe his words that he's probably the the, the best player he, he, he saw in pre-season and maybe the he thinks he's the best player in the side we talked about uh, you asked the question before the season started who who was Leeds' key player and I opted for Forshaw I think he's a neat and tidy passer he, he's critical to how Bielsa wants his teams going you know taking the play over moving it wide moving it forward taking it off the back four working with it uh but look, he's been victim of our early season form, hasn't he? Mateus Klitsch has been awesome, uh, to put it mildly. He's scored three goals, hasn't he? Um, really, really terrific start from him. And Why should he be dropped out so far? You have to look at it that way. Uh, he's the one that's looking over his shoulder, though, isn't he? Because, let's be honest, Phillips is the linchpin in there. He's the one who drops deep. He's the one who holds it. 
size isn't going to drop out. He's the sort of sparkle, the magic dust in the final third. So, you know, Forshaw and Klitsch are effectively battling out there for one place. And it doesn't send a great message if Klitsch was to be dropped for Forshaw immediately. But it's not a bad headache to have, is it, really, with a player like Forshaw sort of waiting in the wings. And Klitsch knows he's got to raise his game. I didn't, I didn't think he was sort of on song against Birmingham. Obviously, he's he must be tired. He's been away with Poland, had an international recall slotted back into their international team so obviously he played two more games in that break when everyone else not well, not everyone else obviously Janssen was away but other players had a rest so that's going to be a good a little interesting battle there and Klitsch is going to have to stay on the top of his game or Forshaw will be in there I think I think he'll be he'll be itching he seems like the model professional I don't think he'll be causing sort of any problems not starting I think he'll be training the house down trying to get in that starting 11 Forshaw and that is going to be an interesting decision for Bielsa to make it's going to be a very interesting decision. Um, I, I think he's a good player, and obviously he was unfortunate to be to be injured like he was. And I know Bielsa doesn't sort of indicate anything with his performance, but so far Calvin Phillips has, has been dragged off in pretty much the thirty-minute mark twice now, hasn't he? Saturday he was dragged off. I think was it? It was the last uh, Swansea. He was also dragged Swansea. off again. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see whether. Once Forshaw is, is is very much in the flow of things, whether Phillips has to take a back seat, I don't know, or will, or will Klitsch have to take a back seat? Obviously, Klitsch wasn't in the picture last season because he went on loan, had a decent start, wasn't quite there on Saturday, missed a few good chances against Preston. So it's going to be it's going to be an interesting battle, isn't it, between between them three if, if they all stay fit? And I think it'll be very vital that they do stay fit, and hopefully we'll, we'll avoid injuries in other areas. Obviously. We've already had Cooper out, Berardi out, Roof out, Hernandez out. So, it, I think another another aspect of that is 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 to hope that we can pick up some wins in this next spell of games, and then but then reflect on the fact that we technically just are playing without a, without a full strength team, aren't we? We've we've got some very key players missing. Obviously, Bamford. The Bamford situation is very unfortunate, but pe- people like Roof and Hernandez, they've probably been our two best players on so far size in some games but it, I think it's easy easy to forget how important the players who are currently not in the side and on the sidelines are isn't it yeah I mean it's difficult you know you sign a striker for seven million pounds and you lose him for four months that's not ideal by anyone's standards that was most of our budget went on on Bamford I've absolutely no doubt that he was slated to take that forwards role and Roof really impressed and we ended up obviously with the unfortunate uh, situation of having to play him in a 23s game to keep his uh, match sharpness up and um, it's a difficult one isn't it you know you've got to find that balance between your squad being big enough and your squad being happy uh, players want to start every game and in this league there's sort of ample opportunity to do so obviously Harrison's one who's benefited from an early season injury he's sort of come into the side and had his had his chance and uh, I, don't, I don't think just going back to that midfield battle I'm, I'm not sure it'll be Phillips to, to drop out I'm not sure either Klitsch or Forshaw can sort of got the tackling ability of Phillips mm-hmm. um, the ability to win the ball back I think that's that's why he's so crucial in there and uh, I do actually think he's got the best range of passing in our game I think in our team I think Forshaw's the tidiest with the ball but Phillips has sort of long sort of quarterback style passes that I've not really seen from any other member of our side he has the ability to sort of boom it out to either winger um, get the ball forward and you only have to look at that assist for Tyler Roberts to sort of highlight how good his passing can be uh, certainly from a longer range and yeah look it's September um, 
we see, we will see, won't we? Especially where where's the squad's concerned. Yeah, exactly. And we know it was sort of this time last year, wasn't it? Really, that um, I guess things started to to, to fall out of shape and. Christensen certainly changed his his I think his ethos and his philosophy, but I think that won't happen with Bielsa, will it? So even if we get beat tomorrow, he will continue with Plan A and continue to work the players hard. But what have you what have you made so far, Bielsa? Anyway, we're now we're now a few games in the season. We're heading into October. What what's your been your overall opinion of, of arguably one of the most revered coaches in the world? We're top of the league. How can you complain? Yeah. I thought we'd start slow and, and move forward quickly when the players sort of learnt his game. How how can you argue with, with, with what's happened so far? You, before the start of the season, especially with that tricky start, you'd have absolutely snapped your hand off, all right? There's been the defeat to Birmingham was a disappointment and you know, perhaps we should have got more out of Millwall. But let's be honest, it, it's fantastic. We're back in the position we need to be and we want to be. It's been a great start. The man himself is classy, he's dignified, he doesn't get himself involved in any sort of antics. As we said before, he doesn't bag the players in public. He takes responsibility for things. He sparks intellectual football debate. You know, it's an absolute joy to you know, read and listen to his press conferences and what he has to say. And what a revelation he's been for the championship. Some of the football we've had to watch is is fantastic. It's brilliant to watch. Fast-flowing football. Terrific. That's what you pay your money for, isn't it, as a supporter? You can watch Middlesbrough all you like with Tony Pulis, and they will grind out results and they'll be up there. But from what I've seen so far, you know, you'd, you'd much rather be watching Bielsa, wouldn't you? Um, obviously, that's you know, it's not always the end game is important as well. But if you can achieve both, then that'll be absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, it's been brilliant, and long may it continue. We need it to continue for the rest of the season, and hopefully, this is the year. But as you said, this was the period last year where sort of Christensen abandoned his attacking philosophy. He um, obviously we got we got done at Cardiff, then we did get pumped at Hillsborough three nil, and he dropped Viedvald and went to Lonergan, and we started kicking the ball much longer, and the whole thing sort of fell apart. But there's absolutely no chance of Bielsa abandoning his style. That just simply won't happen. Everything he talks about not having a plan B, there's absolutely no way that'll happen. And it's plan A works or nothing works at all. And let's see, hopefully that plan A come to fruition again. Yeah, and it's so good to have somebody who was so respected that I don't think anybody would dare question him, would they, in terms yeah. of what his plan is. And I read earlier, I've read a few times to be honest, that he'd asked for like players' quarters to be added to Thorpe Arch, yeah. beds and stuff like that. And I think the, the club, by the sounds, have agreed to it and it'll be done by November, I think. It's good to see that they're um, giving him what he wants. You know, we've chopped and changed managers far too long, perhaps not giving managers enough support when they've needed it. And um, it can only be a good sign that he's a, he's committed to the project and be the border committing to backing him in the project. And uh, yeah, I think that's an excellent sign going forward. I mean, I, I think it's a case of we need Bielsa, but Bielsa doesn't really need us. And that's probably Doc probably proven in, in, in his history and the teams he's managed and the countries he's managed compared to where we've been for the last obviously decade or so and I think finally we've, we've got somebody who's probably the opposite of what we've had before where the players probably haven't respected the manager the manager hasn't really sort of got that big enough character or big enough uh, think tank to, to know what to do with Leeds whereas now we've got somebody who's got who's so meticulous that he, 
he'd already watched how many games by the time he had a first meeting with the club and I think you've got to have somebody as, as sadistic as Marcelo Bielsa to finally get Leeds back to the Premier League given all the problems we've had so I, I'm still sort of touch, um, sort of pinch myself that, that we've got this man at our football club because we know how bad it's been and in recent weeks the amount of like little documentaries from, from different media companies that are popping up obviously Sky Sports did one at the start of the season around Bielsa and Leeds and it'll continue like I go at the press room uh, every home game when I'm there and there's people from South America that the national papers have started to take an interest more in Leeds even though it's the championship because they want to go and watch Bielsa's Leeds it's it's crazy isn't it in terms of the the, the impact in such a short period of time and, and if we keep this up and go back to the Premier League there's no reason why if, if he's still at the club that he can attract some serious serious talent couldn't he? Yeah, I mean, obviously long-term dreams and, uh, you know, it's nice to sort of imagine that far ahead, but he's intriguing. He's an intriguing character. He's got an air of mystique about him. He doesn't do one-on-one interviews. He only does sort of long-winded press conferences where, you know, varieties of topics are discussed and that's what he brings. He brings this sort of authority and people want to hear what he's got to say, even though it's through a translator. He's a fascinating bloke and... He's, you know, he had cult, cult status in this country before he even arrived. Uh, obviously, we we've, we know all about Pochettino, we know all about Guardiola, we know all about Simeone. That's that's the way it is. A lot of people have taken a, a lot of interest in his career and his his sort of tactics that he's used so far. We've seen that. It, you know, we talked about Phillips extensively and the decisions to haul him off after half an hour. But that's the sign of a man who knows exactly what he wants tactically from his sides. Most managers would let that situation play out at least until not at half time, not until afterwards. They wouldn't. They they wouldn't want to admit they're wrong. They wouldn't want to, you know, highlight to the opposition that they made a mistake. But Bielsa's not that way. He does things differently, and you know that's what's so interesting. I think about Leeds United this season. Yeah, certainly so. And long may the the, the rain under him continue because I think he's he's clearly putting a, a plan in place at the club and. The club are obviously, I think, the, well, the club have already said that they're desperate to get, get back to the Premier League. And I think if we don't achieve it in the next few years, that Rod Rosani will probably sell it to somebody else. So before we go, Tom, uh, leaves me to ask for your prediction for Sheffield Wednesday v Leeds United tomorrow night at 7.45. Oh, difficult one. Wednesday, unbeaten at home so far this season. But they've scored. Uh, they're yet to not concede a goal in a game. Oh, you're pushing me now. Uh, I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for a one-all draw. I think both sides will score, and I don't think that'll be a bad point for Leeds. Good prediction. Obviously, it'll be, it'll be a, a derby atmosphere. Friday night of Sheffield v Leeds. I'm sure the police are happy about that one. Um, I think after Saturday's defeat, you, you you sometimes become a bit more wary of who you're playing. I think I'll go for a draw as well. Actually, I think it'll be I think it'll be two two. I think it'll be high scoring. Two two. Yeah. Lots of goals. Yeah. Plenty plenty of action. I just I just think there'll be there'll be it'll be two teams that want to attack for for obvious reasons. The home side in front of a big crowd against a team who are Yorkshire rivals and an, and a, and a side who's plan A is to attack and there's no plan B so I think we were always promised goals with Bielsa so I think that'll continue let's hope so cool if anybody's list, anybody uh, any of the listeners want to 
when they listen to this, tweet me your prediction at Radderby underscore Leeds. Let me know what you think of tomorrow's game against Sheffield Wednesday. A big game at Hillsborough for Leeds United and Marcelo Bielsa. Well, Tom, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. And we will both see you next time on the I'd Radderby Leeds podcast. <laughs>